A Sony Ibo that came up to you and is like, less carbs, ruff, ruff, less carbs. Because then you'd be like, oh, Ibo, I know, but these pretzels are just so good. Yeah. And, and Ibo would be like, cardiovascular health, ruff. Can a computer make you a better person? Well, better, like, morally better? Well, that's a lot for a computer. Thinner. Um, Can it help you get your work done? Or I mean, it, it does. It does, or, or is that just like, I mean, would it, like, a day planner do you just as well, really? Probably. It wouldn't have everybody's calendar in it. Are you talking about it to motivate you? Well, I mean, that's just the thing, right? Like, hold you accountable. I see. So rather than Motivate being held is a- tricky, like, because when it motivates, it's always, it always ends up with like a little guy popping up going, Hey, how you doing? You seem to be close to death. How about these three things? You <laughs> All know, right. Everybody always wants to animate something yeah. to tell you how to live your freaking life. Is the origins of this the paperclip? Oh, you mean um, Clippy? The Clippy? No, that's more of a helper. That's, that's like, can helper. I help you if you're stuck? He's a nice, also the little dog. I always like the little dog. The little dog showed up later. Yeah. So, okay, give me an example. Oh, okay, I'll give you one. So we have to sell stuff, right? That We sell services to people here at Postlight. If you want services, here's a little ad. Here's a little ad for you. If you need to build something amazing for your phone or for desktop, you need a platform build, like digital stuff, you should get in touch with postlight.com, hello at postlight.com. Now you send me that email, what happens? If someone's got to respond. Someone's right? got to respond. And it goes immediately into a CRM customer relationship management software. Yep. And the idea there is that instead of just hoping that the email works out and somebody owns it, that there is like a nice Kanban board that you move stuff around. Right. Because if you've got five people who get that email or like in our case, you end up with that. Like, is someone getting this? Is someone else getting this? Unless there's explicit ownership. So it becomes a who's getting it. And then I'll send that annoying email. Well, let's be clear. No one else worries as much. But Richard is like, people got these? We got these? Are we, or do we have them? And then I, invariably, I write back and I'm like, that one was from Friday at 6 p.m., man. Just chill out. We're going to get through the weekend. And this, ex- this exact scenario This just happened. happened like 10 seconds ago. Do you want to know the ultimate accountability tool for me? Keeping the note on red. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Unread is huge. It stayed bold colored until Sunday and like a lunatic. It was a Friday night inquiry. Oh, is it pushes down, but it's still bold? It's not just bold. I have my email set up so mm. that the unread stay at the top. Oh, that's very healthy. So it, <laughs> it's so not healthy. And so I saw it Sunday afternoon and then I was, I asked a dumb question, which is like, why didn't anybody answer this Friday night email. No, it's, and it's fine. I mean, I was on it. Like, you literally replied to it as I was replying it's to bad. it. It's bad. It's bad. Here's the thing with PipeDrive. No, yeah. PipeDrive is our CRM. A uh, new lead comes in, and it represents a deal, right? Like, eventually, most deals, most new leads that come in don't become deals. That's just how it works. Like, yeah. maybe 10% do, right? But as they move along, and you put them in different stages, you assign little actions related to them. And the actions are like, Needs proposal. Make sure to reply to email because they sent us a bunch of questions. Set up a call. So the thing that Pipedrive does, like, and and this is an accountability pattern that's really, really useful, is every time you say, I did it, it immediately pops up the next action box that you have to fill out. Right. When you say, I've completed the task, it's like, well, time for the next task. Because let's be real. You didn't complete the task until the deal is won or lost. 
That's the thing. Yes, there is right? no, there's no, you're not done because okay. you haven't been able to say that this deal is won or lost. Once right. you can say that, you're done. And so that is a really good accountability pattern for me because I have a tendency to be like, especially when there's 20, 30, 40 leads floating around, which sometimes happens. Yep. I have a tendency to be like, oh, well, I sent him that email and everything's fine. Yeah. And then like two weeks can go by. Right. And it's not. And it's really on us to nudge. Right? Well, and it's our business. You nudge very gently. It's not like you can be like, hey, Mike, I saw that you are in need of services. It's like you got to It has to be a lot of give and take. Yeah. But people actually do appreciate the like, no pressure. Just letting you know, I'm still here when you need me. Mm -hmm. I'll ping you in a couple mm -hmm. weeks. If you ping in a couple weeks, they go, oh, OK, he's yeah. here. They want to do this. And then that reminds them to go down the hall and get mm -hmm. the budget. Like yeah. it, it sets off all these things. And sometimes if, they go dark. And that's normal, too. But, but what you're talking about here is you're trying to shape human behavior, right? It says, hey, you're not off the hook until we've hit resolution here. So, Smart. I mean, and then we did Dash, which is for Slack. Okay, so Dash is... Your Slack administrator can install this for you, by the way. Yes. Uh, if you know who that is and they are capable of doing that... It's Email a, them every day. It's a great process to get new software into yes. Slack. So channels are funny in that they're permanent. They tend to be created around topics. But what happens inside channels is every so often, everybody sort of huddles around a particular goal, whether it be the Friday deadline. And what happens is that the channel gets hijacked. Everyone's conversations orient around this goal. Well, right? and then they did threads. So it's like, well, you can throw this over here in the pocket on the pool table and everyone can go over there and talk about that thing. Yeah. But eh, eh. it's... Well, the threads get swallowed up by the rest of it then. So then it's hard to tell what the priority is. It's hard. Threads sort of are this thing that keep the side conversations out of the mainline conversations, but that's not the way to orient. Ch also, Channels are just expensive. Channels are expensive. Yeah, it's Channels like expensive. you make a channel and you're committing to, you're actually making a decision about the culture of your organization every time yeah. you create a Slack channel. I'd say over 50% of PostLite's chatter on Slack is bullshit. It's, and it's good. I think it's fine. It, it actually creates culture and connects people. Oh, it's any but it's office, a lot of chatter, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of just chatter. So we built a tool where you essentially do this. Uh, it's in Slack. And you say, name the channel. Mm -hmm. But this channel has to go away. You have to give it an end goal, an end date. And it could be, we've got a candidate coming in on these six people are interviewing them. And we want to talk about how this candidate can fit into Postlight. And we need to solve this in three days because we want to answer and make a move, either say we're not interested or we want to go forward soon. Now, you can put that pressure by being a manager and just sort of take over the channel. You take over the HR channel and you're like, well, I want to talk about David, right? And then all of a sudden it dominates. But instead, what we have here is like, this thing is going to end on Friday. It's called, the channel's called David Candidate and it has five people in it and those are the people that should talk about it, but it will go away. And it creates this sort of unusual, it's almost like oxygen running out. <laughs> Well, it does. No, no, it puts a, it, it puts, puts a, pressure. I mean, it puts. It's like when you have people give demos and you set a five minute clock. Yes. Right. What the deadline does is it makes everybody accept that a decision is going to be made. Mm -hmm. They're going to either have their say or not. Like there are some dashes I'm invited to where I just don't say a word because people are figuring it out. Yep. And That's fine. Then they figure it out and like I have my opportunity. I'm yes. here. If I need to weigh in, I can weigh in. But for the most part. Why say a word? It's a tool that orients people around things that need to get done rather than just places to go talk. And I have to say, we've tried other tools. You know, Postlight Labs is a thing that pushes a lot of stuff out. Some take, some don't. Failure's okay. Failure's okay. This one, I mean, for Postlight... Has been a hit. 
has been a hit. We yeah. really use it a lot. Here's what's hard. The original name for Dash was Huddle, which I thought was a good descriptive term. It, it, it is. It's good it's called Dash. Long story. But what's hard, actually, is that accountability isn't built into tools. So it actually takes a minute to learn and think, mm-hmm. hey, I should start one of these to get that conversation focused. Like yeah. building accountability into a platform actually turns out to be really hard because mostly they have one flow that they want people to follow. And they assume they're going to be good actors. You know what accountability does, too? It actually is. It's friction. It is. It's friction in the system. And every single rule of product development and user experience right now is to get rid of friction. Yeah. And so like you're actually saying, I'm going to make someone stop and fill out the form. I'm going to make them stop and set a deadline mm-hmm. and really think it through. It can't just be this continual flow of conversation. We need yep. to put some goals around it. Yep. Fitness trackers are probably like the big conversation here, right? I put them into two categories, all of this, which is collaborative accountability Mm, and individual accountability. I think a fitness tracker is the classic individual accountability tool. Hey, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be, right? Do you want to be 9,999 steps or do you want to be somebody who goes up one real important digit? And fitness trackers and calorie counting is a thing, which is like, and there are these incredibly deep databases of everything you could possibly think of is in this thing and then you punch it in and then if you worked out you get an extra 300 calories for the day and then you get to eat it all away when you eat that you know drake's suzy q the problem the problem is like actually they're really good at giving you the suzy q calories because they've worked out on the lab but persimmons are always really perplexing it'll be like persimmons (laughs) but there's also like you got to get the weight yeah it's like one pound or one or three ounces yeah and you're like i I don't know it's a hard problem right i mean everything's in there it's actually pretty impressive and it works for a lot of people it works i did it for a bit and it stopped i just got tired of it i just got tired of the game wasn't fun to me you know and and oh it's existentially exhausting it's exhausting. It's just a little tiring. Yeah. And, and, and I will say, I built my own calorie tracker once. You did? Yeah, I did. I had a website. And of I would, course you did. Of course I did. And it, what I did, I'll tell you the part that worked. I lost 90, almost 100 pounds in this thing. which I've that's since, great. Yeah, I since have gained it back, so that's less great. But when I was using it, the calorie tracking ended up not mattering much. I created a little module that let me write a few paragraphs and then put a picture in. And the ritual of making the content every day and connecting it to Interesting. the amount of weight lost and gained. And, yeah. I, and I made myself get on the scale every day and all yeah. of that. That ritual was really important. And it was a website. People were reading it and sharing it. Uh, and okay, so you it. were out there. You This wasn't a personal tool. for a tool. small group. I never publicized it. But okay. like for like a group of friends, I was like, I'm going to try something here. Okay. And they would give me shit and they would send me pictures and they would be like, you should try this, you should try that. And it, yeah. was, it was a positive interaction as opposed to like, you piece of crap. And it felt good. Did it feel good? It did. What caused it to fall off? You just got exhausted? With the whole thing? Yeah, you know, I think it's here. I felt it while I was doing it. It's a razor thin line, man. You are just like, you're just like, (laughs) you're down 100 calories and you did good today. You're up 100 calories. You didn't do so good. You're on that scale. The progress is slow. It gets slower and slower. And then like the holidays roll around and you don't fill out the form for a few days. And you know, when you get back on that scale, it's not going to be good. (laughs) And like... (laughs) <laughs> and like, you know, your your boss gets fired yeah. or something bad happens. Stress comes into stress your life. Stress comes in. You have a couple kids. And yeah. suddenly, like, because there's a lot of foundational stuff that had to happen, right? I needed to be riding my bike. I needed serotonin yeah. up. I needed exercise. I needed to, like, count all the calories. I needed the time. I had yeah. to take a picture every day. 
Putting an hour or more into that ritual was really, really rewarding. And then the world does not conspire to support you in that endeavor. Apple is trying to, Google are trying to, they want you to like, you know. I think I think the idea of delivering little bits of joy in return, and that can come in the form of, you know, badges, yeah. gamifying these things. Uh, you know, for a you long- know what was meaningful for me was building up the corpus a little bit, like putting in the, learning the calories on the different foods, learning like how much exercise resulted in how much this and that. You learned about what it takes. Seeing your body go up and down, monitoring your mood and understanding it. That self-awareness was really good. But I'll tell you, it was at a time in my life where I had very little job stress. So you're able to, you found daylight to focus on this. Yeah, and and I I didn't have kids. Stress for you connects to bad habits, bad eating habits and stuff. A hundred percent. Like it's it's very well documented. I used to give readings about it. So this is personal accountability, right? I mean, for personal, but I mean, for a long time, you know, my wife, believes in personal training and personal trainers. And I always felt like I've got enough discipline. I'll work out four times a week without flinching. No, no. Another human being is very motivating. That's the thing, right? I can't, I made the appointment with Steve. I'm not going to let them down. And the truth is, I think that's key, right? I think that's what machines are trying to do. They're trying to simulate this responsibility towards another, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like this is what people want to admit, right? It's, it's like the Sony Ibo. Remember that little dog? That was a shitty dog. It's not a great robot, right? But it's like, an early robot, which you got to give him credit for trying that out. That thing, this is, your phone is not a good accountability coach. But what if it was like, you know, there's like those animated trainer guys like, good morning, Paul. You see it. You got that service mirror now. Have you seen mirror? It's like I've eight, seen mirror $8 trillion dollars and you get this. It's a very minimalist training environment. The weights yes. are all painted white. Yes, I've seen this. And you stand in front of a mirror and you get trained. Peloton's a little bit like this too. Meaning there's there's other human interactions. I think Peloton's classes. That's right. But still, they're live. There are others. You can, I think they rank them. See, we're always trying to something. Solve, solve this puzzle, which is that direct human interaction is not scalable. And so we're always trying to simulate that. And then media is a wonderful example where like you can write something and millions of people can read it and it's one web page, and it costs about $1.75 now to circulate to millions of people. Right. But again, like that's distribution with no accountability. And so there, everyone in, in the industry is trying to find that balance. Where it's yes. like, but if you notice, if you look at very wealthy people, they have that personal trainer. And it, nobody nobody who's like worth hundreds of millions of dollars is going to sit there and tell you like, I use Mike.com, yeah. the personal trainer named Mike. This is all like trying to fake what everybody knows works, which is like, you know, you know, you which know, is, you notice how skinny like Steve Ballmer is these days. He's very skinny. Well, yeah. He's got a personal chef who's making a lot of, that's the thing like parsnips. Oh, he's figured out that Steve likes a gentle yeah. glazing of, of cinnamon on certain <laughs> things. I mean, just, you know, it, it's how do I trigger Steve's braid without making him eat the whole Cinnabon? That's, that, that's exactly it. He misses that Cinnabon. They've probably had that conversation. Yeah, there are very few people have that luxury, though, to have those no, meals be put in front of them. And also the trainer is nearby. I, I've known nothing people works who, like a staff of 20 keeping you healthy, though. That is a really... I do want to point out, I've known a lot of people who've turned towards big success, yeah. and they always get thin. They oh, always yeah. get the personal trainer oh, right yeah. afterwards. Absolutely. Once, <laughs> once the startup sells... Oh, they, everybody gets a trainer. They immediately lose like 45 pounds and they start to get, it's always some really specific kind of body where it's like a weight training or soccer or, or you know, like squash. Like there's it's always a, a thing that they are training for. So look, I mean, I, healthcare is an obvious one. And we've talked to lots of clients who say, hey, here's a well-known health condition and we want to build an app 
that allows people to manage, put information in, share it with medical professionals, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, and it's like, we've got work like that. And there are people who come to us and talk. That pattern is very well defined. And I think you can get funding for it now. Like, yes. I think if you go out and you say like, this is how we're going to do it. People go, well, clearly behavioral change can occur if everyone has this mobile device and there's someone motivated towards it. I'll tell you an interesting kind of side note on this. We have a client right now that's in the med tech space and without giving any details away, they're very excited about tools that, you know, read information and then send it to the healthcare providers because one of the biggest challenges they have is they go to the doctor and they lie. Yeah, no, this is true. People lie. People like, of course, doc, I didn't eat anything this weekend. And let's be clear, like this is like- carrots, I swear. This is good privacy guards with full accountability here. This is not like- Yes, yes, yes. We're not spying on people, but literally people will opt in and say, of course, report back to my doctor. And then, yeah, they'll go to the doctor and say, I just had carrots. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, we have your readings from Thursday. What happened Thursday? Either you slammed into a truck filled with donuts or something (laughs) else happened. Why is your blood a slurry? (laughs) Why is it corn syrup? It's like, well, I don't know. know. Your machine's broken. Shamrock shake just fell into my open mouth. (laughs) Um, So yeah, where does it work? Gaming, I think, only goes so far. It doesn't work. It's a certain personality. Some people like games as ways to track things. Look, I, I don't with, have a, an I Apple think with Watch. Too, you got to be mindful. The healthcare community, if they see a 3.5% increase in medical compliance around prescription drugs, yeah. people taking their drugs, that is a vast victory. Like thousands True. of lives are being saved. True. People skip meds. People do all the wrong things. So we're here like rolling our eyes a little bit at an animated guy who says, hey, you know, don't forget. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's a ears. big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that if, if you're getting above 0% increase, by mm-hmm. medical ethics and, and sort of how the medical world sees things, like that's an unbelievable success. So like True. put that aside, whether it even, if all it has to do is work a little bit yeah. to be really, really good. So I think, the, you know, like, yeah, the Apple Watch can identify when people are, you know, at different kinds of medical risk. That's as far as the field goes, that's a really good thing. Yes, agreed. Now we come to, so almost put it aside for healthcare because we're going to keep experimenting with mobile devices and things you strap on your wrist and, and so on and so forth and accountability patterns for the next 50 years. That is now part of the culture. Where else do you like glue this stuff in? I, I think... Because how many to-do lists are there in the world? That is the grandfather of all of this, everybody, by the way. Everybody likes to build a to-do list. The minute somebody yes. gets a huge payout, they either go build a to-do list or they buy get really into drones. And or they, drones and, that walk around with to-do lists exactly. or fly and, around with to-do lists. And they lose about 45 pounds. And the trainer. Well, you got to have right. the two hours of the personal right. trainer. And then they give a talk about about like something that they learned that was really important after yeah. they sold their startup. <laughs> some revelation of some uh-huh. kind. Do you use a to-do list? I do. Does, do you live by it? I really do. I don't have a choice. I'm basically inbox zero. I have about three things in my, in my inbox. Right Agreed. Now. I have a to-do list manager as well. We have a lot swirling. We have a lot of context switching that we do. Mm-hmm. We will get in trouble. I think we're more and more reliant on the CRM to understand the state of the, the CRM gives this bird's eye view, it, but also helps prioritize. It helps us figure out what the business is going to look like about six months from now. Just gives us an instinct. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea of it not being a thing that nags you. It's so hard, right? That's it's so hard. absolutely There are apps key. that tell you, you know, stand up at your desk and it's, don't forget to drink coffee. And- yeah, yeah. And drink your water. Drink water eight times a day. And and also just the pings. They all become nags eventually. Humans don't like having their behavior modified and controlled by robots deep down. 
we move out of our parents' houses when we can. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, I had this app idea called Mother. Yeah. And all it did was every well, so often... Play the song Mother by the Police with Stuart Copeland. Or Pink off Floyd. Of, off of Synchronicity. No, no. No. It wouldn't do that. <laughs> that song's rough. Man. It would say things out of the blue, like it'll just notify you, sit up straight. I look forward to the 7,000 emails we'll receive about, like, why is it mother? Uh, <laughs> oh, so everyone knows how in the 80s everyone was really angry with their mom in rock music. Like, mm. the wall, the police. Everyone has that song, which is just like, mother. Oh, I never made that. That's a good observation. Everybody <laughs> should just chill out on mom. So, okay, nagging is annoying. What works? Look, oh, there's... you want to know what really works? No, but there's professional pressure, right? Like, your boss tells you... I mean, I'm not supposed to say boss either, I, I don't think. No, boss is okay. Okay. Yeah, tells you, you can, to do a thing. You're allowed to hate your boss. You and, can't hate your mother. And you don't do the thing. You're it's not You're not going to do well, and you're going to upset people. Or you Let's don't, be real. You, you know what actually works? Love, empathy, and support, which is kind of what you pay your trainer for. Interesting. He wants you to be well. He does. At some level, your trainer's going like, this guy Rich came in. He's, you know, he's over 40. <laughs> Let's help this guy become the best guy he can be. Like love and empathy. And so literally like the role. Can, is that something that can come into the business world and business tools? Oh, I would argue it's there all the time, but nobody will admit it because it's like you can't connect Whoa. that to ROI. But like every time we talk about design, we're talking about empathy and respect. Every time we talk about good product work, we're talking about respect. True. Like our entire business is based on the idea that it's worth it to pay us more money than you would pay someone who doesn't give a shit. And then right. we'll look at the user and we'll go, how, to, how can I help that person? And we'll translate that into code. Okay. That is our offering. And we have people who come in and I'm thinking of like one specific potential client who came in and it was just like, why would I have you build a good product based on a bunch of like media sites? I can just put a lot of analytics on this and figure out a marketing funnel and put ads on these. And it was just like, why are you here? Like, <laughs> like, why did you like, take an hour yeah, you, away from our lives? You can go milk that starving cow if you want to. You know what you're talking about? You're talking about fear or love. Yeah. In software. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about how do you get people to do things? And you could do it through fear which is the jerk boss who's just pushy and Most apps, intimidating. ultimately, they are designed for fear. Most apps, I think, are designed for fear. Yeah, because they're like, you didn't get it done, you didn't get it done. You, you didn't, didn't get it done, and get then you steps. get the notification, and then you get an email. And then they try. Like, I see, I'll yeah. like, not make my step count on Google, and I'll be like, hey, you want to adjust it? We're going to help you out. And it's just yeah, like... Yeah, it's all passive-aggressive, oh, too. I mean, you know, cause I, And I'm like, don't adjust it. I want to know where I am on a baseline. Yeah. Even when you tell me to adjust it, you're saying, hey, man, you kind of suck. This is really hard, right? This is oh, really hard. Well, this is the real work. And and look, this part is expensive and difficult and tends to happen. It needs to like get started at the platform level, like mm -hmm. at the, you know, like Apple SDK, but like yep. this is the hardest part because yep. it's got to be narrative and friendly and and warm, but it can't just be some animated guy popping up and it's got to be a little bit strong and it also has yep. to tell you like love and and empathy don't actually come they're not snuggly. Yeah. Everybody thinks so, but think about how you like love your son. Or your daughter. You're right. like, I do love you. I want you to snuggle with me and we'll watch a little TV. But right. when you're misbehaving, you have to lock yeah. that down. There's guidance. There's pressure that's exerted at the right times. That's real. So, I mean, imagine if the fitness app is like, I know you could do better. What's going on right now? Too busy, too tired, 
just don't want to deal. Like I click the button and it's Interesting. like, cool, that's good to know. Here are some things to think about because they all yeah. have the same logic, right? Because I've tried yeah. all, it's all like, well, you know, with only 20 more minutes a day, yeah. you could blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't, I don't have yeah. I, I want to plug my trainer, but I'm not going to say his name, but he does that. He's like, I was going on vacation, so I canceled the next few that mm-hmm. I was going to. And he's like, just go enjoy yourself. You live a pretty good, healthy baseline and you're going away and don't come back and say, oh my God, you wouldn't believe I didn't yeah. move off the couch. Live your life, just... come back with a little gut, we'll take care of it. No, it's not even we'll take care of it. He's just like, you're doing good. I have this tendency if I, if I miss the workout, I like want to go double, which makes no sense. Actually, it's actually worse for no, your this body. Is, this is your personality. Though. It's my personality. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, people don't get that out of tools. We're trying to like sort of optimize ourselves through these tools and you're just not going to get it. I want to end this with a plug, a really unusual one. Okay. Okay. Go for so, it. So uh, there's a lot of people who connect with people on YouTube because then they have a friend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's why Maybe. people listen to podcasts. Jeez. Hi, everybody. It's an exercise series of videos and her name is Sydney Cummings. Okay. okay? And I kid you not, I'm pretty sure she puts one out every single day. Mm-hmm. She, I don't think she's ever cracked like 30, 40,000 views no, for any YouTube of them. YouTube hustle. You got to keep moving. Every day. And the production is good. And she almost hints to you sometimes, like, I really didn't want to do this one today, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're going to do it. What and you're of, here with me. What kind of exercise? It's all kinds. All okay. kinds. Up and down. Like cardio, weight. It's very straightforward. She had to disappear for a bit because she had a bad injury from an accident of some kind. She, she shared that with you. And so she pretty much didn't feel like you were a client. She was just like, we're going to do this. It's really good to see you again. I used to, <laughs> I used to watch this weightlifter named Scoob. Who was oh. just like, let's do some push-ups. And just the nicest guy in the world. Just an absolute <laughs> machine. Did you do the push-up or we just watch him do the push-ups? Oh, <laughs> okay. And then, you know, then I somehow I drifted away. <laughs> Look, I mean, I know we're getting a little into the spiritual here, right? But I, I think like at some level... I think we're back to design in a weird way. You are. And you're back to like really increasing the potentialities, right? Like yeah. really thinking about users doing things like actually just having a psychological model that isn't that people are always going to need to get better give your users a minute let them take a breath yeah we're wired to metrics right now we're wired to a b testing and how are we going to get you to do it you know what for a crm fine but then there's this whole nother class of humanity where like and things that we do with computers take a breath i think that's great advice paul we are a shop based in new york city called postlight and, we sure are. And one of the things we're very, we take a lot of pride in is how we bring designers and engineers together mm-hmm. to deliver really compelling, usable, scalable products. And we like to work with your actual users. We sit down with them, we listen to them, we watch them use the tools they're using today. And that's what we build from. Yes. We don't just sort of wave our arms in the air and show you a dream. We try to solve the real problem. And we are Postlight. And if you need us, hello at postlight.com. All right, let's get back to work. I have like 10 emails that my CRM is saying I have to send. Me too. I have a long to-do list. Okay, bye.